Okay, so over the last few weeks, we've been thinking about um, these respectable sins, um, and these are the sins that we would tolerate um, and kind of seeing ourselves as um, acceptable um, rather than um, sins such as murder and and theft, um, which are are sort of more um, obvious sins. Um, And several of these sins we've seen over the last few weeks, these respectable sins, they're quite easy to hide. So um, Jake showed us last week that uh, selfishness is is quite easy to hide. Um, But when we first think of um, anger as a sin... um, we might be tempted to think of somebody who sort of flies off uh, the rails, shouts a lot, um, and uh, is visibly um, very angry. Um, we can view that unlike other respectable sins in that they are, um, it's probably a more obvious sin in that sense. Um, but actually with anger, that's not the case. So um, if you've seen the Marvel films, you'll be familiar with the, uh, the character, the Incredible Hulk. Um, and in the story of the, of the Incredible Hulk, um, Bruce Banner is this scientist um, who gets poisoned by a, a kind of failed science experiment. Um, and as a result of this failed science experiment, when he's provoked to anger, um, he turns into this monster called the Incredible Hulk, sort of this large green um, chap with this temper and this kind of attitude for smashing up stuff, basically. Um, uh, and the way that he can turn back into Bruce Banner, basically, is by um, calming down and, um, uh, and, and sort of calming his anger. Um, and sometimes we can be tempted to think of anger um, as a, a sort of highly argumentative, perhaps like a non-violent version of the Incredible Hulk, um, without the turning green and growing a six-pack and all of that sort of stuff. Um, but in one of the later Marvel films... Um, we see that actually for um, the Hulk, his anger is a lot more complex than that. So at one point in this particular Marvel film, uh, the Avengers, which is his sort of friends, um, they're about to fight this large monster um, that appears sort of a lot, it's a lot bigger than them, a lot more superior. Um, and, and Captain America, his, his ally, um, turns to Bruce Banner when he's sort of in Bruce Banner form. Um, and he says to him... Um, Banner, now might be a good time to get angry. I, you know, you get angry, you turn to the Incredible Hulk, um, because that's what um, uh, um, Captain America assumes about um, sort of turning into the Incredible Hulk that he'll he'll do it if he loses it. Um, Bruce Banner calmly and coolly replies to him, um, "That's my secret. I'm always angry." Before he kind of smoothly transitions into the Incredible Hulk. Um, so my point here is that anger is a lot more complex than just losing your cool and shouting. Um, It can be deeply hidden um, and difficult for people to spot. Um, So I've got three um, uh, points um, about anger um, on uh, on the sheet, um, and uh, we'll we'll see um, what they are and how the gospel can transform our anger um, so we can grow in godliness. So they are defining anger, um, forms of anger, and then um, dealing with anger. Um, so the first one, um, defining anger. Um, so Jerry Bridges says um, this definition in, in his book um, on respectable sins, um, that anger is a strong feeling of displeasure and usually antagonism that is often accompanied by sinful emotions, words and actions that hurt the object of our anger. 
It is often our response when we feel we have been wronged by someone or something. Um, now, it's, it's possible to have righteous anger, and, um, and indeed God expresses um, anger at sin in Scripture. Um, but we'll think about that in a second. Um, we'll first think about sort of a series of characteristics um, for sinful anger. Um, and firstly, what we see with sinful anger is um, that the cause of anger is within us. Um, so it, it is not um, uh, beyond us, um, and we can't excuse our own sinful anger. Um, we, we are the ones um, who are at fault here. Um, so Jeremiah 17, verse 9, uh, says about the heart, the heart is deceitful above all things. Um, we've seen that verse a few times in, in this series. Um, and our hearts are sinful. They're, they're tainted by the fall. Um, as is our anger. Um, and Romans 3, verse 10, says that no one is righteous, not even one. Um, so that's the first thing we see uh, about sinful anger. The second thing we see is that um, sinful, often, sinful anger is often directed at um, our loved ones or those who are close to us, um, perhaps those that we spend a lot of time with. Maybe it's a housemate, uh, a colleague that we work closely with, for instance. Um, and the, um, the, the sinful anger... Um, it's not static either. It can kind of subside and grow uh, as well. Um, and, and anger is a moral judgment. So um, what we're doing when we, when we are angry is we're, we're reacting to like, how we've been treated or to a certain situation or a certain set of, set of circumstances. And because anger is a moral judgment, um, directing anger at God is, is, is just never acceptable, basically, um, because God has done no wrong to us. Um, now, we might ask ourselves, like, surely there are times when um, uh, anger is, um, is acceptable. Um, you know, should I not be um, angry at evil or wrongdoing or suffering? Um, and yes, in certain instances, what we call, as, what we call righteous anger um, is justifiable. Um, but I think perhaps um, a risk for us is that we can excuse um, our sinful anger as righteous anger um, and kind of deceive our hearts. Um, so thinking about righteous anger, um, Paulison, uh, in his book Good and Angry, has said this, um, that, that righteous anger is about correctly acknowledging or noticing uh, and not being happy um, with something that's wrong um, in the world or, or a certain situation. Um, and then being moved to act in a way that pleases God. So, for instance, I, I, you know, I look at the news, I see what, we see what's going on in um, Ukraine uh, and how the people um, of Ukraine are treated by the Russian army, uh, and we respond by, by crying out in mer- um, to God for mercy um, for Ukrainians um, as, as our response. Um, and... In scripture, with righteous anger, um, when God is angry, um, he's identifying something that's wrong, um, and then he's moved to, um, to change it through this anger that's marked by um, self-control, patience, uh, and forgiveness as well. Um, and uh, those are the marks of, of righteous anger. And now, I've got a few other sort of things to consider about righteous anger here. Um, Uh, So towards the bottom of that sheet. Um, So firstly, the frequency of righteous anger. Um, 
righteous anger in scripture is not actually especially um, frequent. Um, there are a whole a range of uh, reactions that go on in scripture. Um, of course, you know, Jesus cleanses the temple in Matthew 27. Um, and Paul tells us, um, be angry and do not sin. Uh, do not let the sun go down on your anger, Ephesians 4 verse 26, that is. Um, and then God shows um, wrath at anger. Um, but we should remember that righteous anger doesn't always happen. Um, so anger isn't always the gut response that we, we might have to certain things. Um, secondly, um, think about um, our uh, response to um, wrongdoing and sin. Um, just because there is uh, sin that takes place and there is sort of clear wrongdoing um, doesn't mean that my response is uh, necessarily righteous anger. So um, we need to examine ourselves and think, um, is, is my anger being expressed uh, sinfully? So um, think about anger at injustice. You know, is, is it, it's good to be angry at injustice, but do we look at the ills of the world, so poverty, famine, things like that, um, and allow our anger to boil over. Um, anger at a sinful well, world as well. So, um, you know, it's very easy, isn't it? We look at um, the world and we see the way that God's name is disparaged um, by our culture. Um, and it can be easy to sort of allow it to eat us up and um, we can end up resenting the world around us um, as well. Um, Anger at mistreatment um, is, is, another, is another thing as well. So, you know, we may have been treated wrongly in a certain situation, um, but is our angry response um, actually sinful? So, you know, the kids might be misbehaving, the boss might be treating us very poorly, there might be immense poverty in the world, but um, is my response, um, uh, you know, righteous anger? So we, we want to ask ourselves that question. Um, and then thirdly, um, the focus. So what's the focus of our anger? Um, are we thinking um, more about the other person's wrongdoing you know, rather than our own sinful response um, as well? Now, um, I've got a couple of questions for us for five minutes to sort of think about. So um, if in your tables um, uh, you think about those questions, so in what ways do we justify anger? And in what ways do we justify angry conflict? Uh, and then why is it tempting to see anger as a sin that someone else struggles with? So we'll do five minutes and, um, and then I'll bring us back together. Great, thank you. Right, so um, hopefully that's been useful. Um, and um, we'll bring some of those discussions together in a minute. But I just, um, if you, on the next page of your sheet... Um, we'll be thinking about um, forms of anger and then dealing with anger. Um, and I've, I've got a kind of bullet point list of different forms of anger. It's quite easy, I think, with um, a sin like anger to kind of psychoanalyze it. Um, I, like, what's more important, really, is, is um, rather than sort of psychoanalyzing, it's just, you know, there, there's lots of crossover between these different things and I've kind of define them in different ways. But I think it's more helpful for us to think about it in terms of illustrations of situations where we might see anger manifested in different forms. And, um, you know, as Bruce Banner showed us, anger isn't just about shouting. Um, it's, it's expressed in different forms. So, um, like, first example with resentment, think about the lazy husband who you know, gets home from work, 
um, and rather than helping out with the kids straight away, he slouches in front of the TV, says that he's exhausted, uh, gets stuck into a bag of Doritos, uh, and his wife says, you know, could you help out? And he's just, like, completely zones out. Uh, his wife doesn't say anything in response to him. Um, and, uh, yes, he's been selfish, but, um, you know, perhaps inwardly in her heart, she's harbouring resentment at his selfishness and her sort of powerlessness to change the situation. Um, so that's an internalised um, anger that the husband is unaware of. Um, so next one, um, you know, think about the employee who's constantly overlooked by their boss um, for um, a promotion or whatever it is. Uh, they're treated unjustly, um, you know, even though they've put significantly longer hours into work than their colleagues, perhaps even their boss. They achieve much better results. Um, and over time, that resentment that's not been dealt with can sort of grow into bitterness. So it's this sort of like long-term um, feeling of, of sort of, be, you know, seething at a situation um, that we've not taken to, to God um, uh, there. Um, the next one then with hostility. So, you know, think about um, the person who's constantly on Twitter um, uh, tweeting about how much they despise, you know, a particular political decision um, or the outcome of, of, uh, of a particular sort of political event. Um, you know, obviously it's, it's fine to, to disagree about political matters, isn't it? In fact, that, you know, that it's good for us to be engaged in culture and politics. But um, what I'm really talking about is, is sort of, um, you know, being eaten up and um, by the sort of, um, and being um, bitter... Um, and openly expressing that bitterness um, in, a, in an unhelpful way. Um, and then, like, grudges as well. So um, think about um, Esau in Genesis 27. Um, he hated his brother Jacob because Jacob received Isaac's blessing, um, and he planned to kill him as well. Um, he, had a, he had a grudge, and what, he, what, was, what was his aim? He wanted revenge. So... Um, uh, there are some other references um, on your sheet to uh, grudges uh, in Scripture, um, but the right response to a grudge uh, is, um, as Paul says in, in uh, Romans 12, um, verse 19, uh, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. Um, so, uh, you know, bring it, bring it to the Lord. Um, and then um, irritability and, and snappiness as well. So, you know, think about the... Uh, the irritated uh, uh, parent who's constantly irritated at the, their child because the child's not showing manners to guests or, or something like that. Um, uh, so that's another form that it, it, it can express itself in. But So the point here is really that you know, um, lots of these things cross over and anger is complex. Um, but then um, finally we move on to dealing with anger. So... Um, how, how, how do we address this sin? And um, I've got four things here for us to think about. Um, so firstly, remember our status. Uh, in the first talk that Jonty did, um, uh, we saw that we're saints. Um, and, and that is our status. We've died to sin. Uh, and so um, we must count ourselves, therefore, as dead to sin. So... Um, because we have died to sin, we must count ourselves as dead to sin, Romans 6, uh, verse 11. Um, remember that we're forgiven from the guilt of sin 
we're justified in Jesus um, and we're free from uh, sins um, uh, uh, from our slavery to sin um, you know, so as a result we must by the Holy Spirit put to death our sin uh, that's Romans 6 verse 12 um, and we can do this confident in our status in Christ and confident that the Holy Spirit will be at work in us um, and that can obviously apply to a whole range of sins um, uh, the next thing is um, trusting in God's sovereignty so uh, God loves us uh, and he doesn't cause people to sin against us um, but he does allow it to happen so he um, you know think of Joseph uh, in the story of Joseph in the, in the, the latter part of Genesis um, when he was sinned by, uh, against um, by his brothers and he was sold into slavery um, it, it appears um, certainly in, in, in the accounts that he wasn't bitter by this um, and he trusted in God um, and, and at the end of that um, set of circumstances um, in Genesis 45 verse 8 he said it was not you who sent me here but God um, so uh, Joseph's life was, was very difficult he was a slave in Potiphar's house he was a prisoner for a crime he didn't commit um, but he doesn't, he doesn't allow all these things to eat him up um, and, um, uh, and cause him to be bitter. Instead, he works hard. Um, he becomes well-regarded by Potiphar. Uh, eventually, he's given major responsibilities. Um, and although Joseph's brothers meant evil against him, um, as Genesis 50 verse 20 uh, acknowledges, uh, God intended all of these situations for Joseph's good. Uh, and that is true of us as well. So when we're tempted to let um, anger cloud our judgment um, and uh, we feel like a situation is, is uh, unjust and therefore um, it eats us up, um, actively remember and trust in God's sovereignty um, whatever someone has done to cause us to suffer. Um, you know, that, that is under the sovereign will of God. Uh, next one is pray for growth. So um, see our circumstances that we're in as a chance to grow in godliness. See it as a sanctification moment. Um, so uh, the kids are being wild um, uh, before bed. They're not obeying our request to go to bed. Um, they're being brood and, and all sorts. Um, the temptation is to snap at them. Um, but how should we respond? Well, uh, Paul commands us in Ephesians 4, verse 31, to put away all bitterness and wrath and anger. Uh, Peter says in 1 Peter 3, verse 8, that love covers a multitude of sins. Um, so love earnestly, uh, pray for our, um, for our children or, or whatever the situation is, um, ask for God to help us in our circumstances and perhaps recognise that maybe the next uh, five to ten minutes... Um, is going to be possibly more about um, my own sanctification rather than the children's sanctification or whoever it is. Um, so pray that the Holy Spirit will be at work in us, making us more like the Lord Jesus. Um, and then finally, forgive as God has forgiven. I, I want to spend a little bit more time on this. Um, so we've got more reason to receive anger from God um, than um, uh, than whoever has sinned against us has to um, receive anger from us. Um, 
because we have sinned against God much more greatly. Um, So if you turn to Matthew 18, verse 21, um, we will read the parable of the unforgiving servant. So Matthew 18, verse 21. So I'll just read that now. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle one, uh, settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents and since he could not pay his master, um, since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when that same servant went out, He found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii and, seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed And they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly father will do every one of you, do to every one of you, if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. So there's a lot to unpick in this passage, um, and um, I'm not going to pick out everything, just like a few thoughts, really. Um, So there are obviously two sums of money here um, and um, that are are owed. So the first sum of money is from uh, the servant to his master, um, and that is an enormous sum of money. Um, I can't quite remember what the sort of values are, but like it's it's just ridiculous. And he's he's, he's so large, he he's actually not a like it, it's physically impossible for him to repay this debt um, in uh, that sort of context. Um, and and that represents um, what we owe to God. Um, you know, our, our, there is no way that we can repay the moral debt that we owe. Uh, uh, to God for our for our sin, um, because the debt that we've accumulated is far too great. Um, the second debt uh, from uh, that same servant to his fellow servant, uh, sorry, the fellow servant to that same servant, um, is the ways in which we have been sinned against, uh, and comparatively, that is very very small. Um, and, uh, and, and so that's, that's really important to sort of note there um, in that um, how the servant should have responded was by forgiving as his master forgave him um, because it was actually much easier for 
the servant to forgive his fellow servant than it was for the master for, to forgive the servant. Um, and it's actually the master is sacrificing an awful lot more by forgiving the servant than the servant would have done to his fellow servant. I realise I'm saying servant loads, so it's sort of probably getting a bit confusing. But um, the point is, is that um, we must forgive as God has forgiven uh, rather than responding like the unforgiving servant. Um, so, and we can have confidence when we forgive. Um, confidence in the gospel um, that although we deserve absolutely nothing from God, he has given us everything and um, uh, shown us immense grace in the Lord Jesus. Um, and our sort of final example, really, is, is the Lord Jesus himself. A few weeks ago when Matt was preaching on uh, Matthew 27, uh, that first half of that passage, um, what did we see about Jesus? He remained calm and silent whilst everyone around him was throwing baseless accusations at him uh, from the crowd um, to the chief priests. Uh, and uh, his response to all of that was to remain silent. And uh, both you know, internally and externally, he did not get angry with them. And then when he was um, on the cross, he said, you know, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Um, so remember that when temptation comes to, ang- um, to you know, feel anger, God knows exactly what we've been through. Um, now, I've got a few questions at the bottom for us to think about. Um, so four there. Um, so I'll give us maybe six minutes to think about that, and then we'll sort of come back together, um, share some ideas, and then we'll pray to close, um, and that'll be ten past. Okay, right, we'll... Um, I think I'm stopping us after five rather than six, but there we are. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. Um, uh, so, I, like, I gave you lots of questions on there, so hopefully you sort of picked out something anyway. Um, this table had a lot of uh, chat about the first one. Does anyone have anything to sort of say? I overheard some things, but... Yeah. then it's easy for us to think oh yeah wasn't I so right all along kind of thing as well after that justice has happened does anyone have anything they want to add to that particular comment any comments on any of the other the other questions at all
exactly yeah yeah and um yeah anger in in, in churches you know it, it's a real threat to church unity and it can be you know that's the most sort of difficult context in some ways along with our along with our families um right i'm going to pray um and then we will uh, um, go outside uh heavenly father uh, thank you um, for um, uh, the Lord Jesus. We thank you that he uh, shows us the perfect example of uh, both righteous anger but also uh, response to um, being treated unjustly. Um, we pray, Lord, that you would be uh, shaping us to be more like him. Uh, we pray that you would... Um, uh, Help us to not hold on to our anger, but to forgive um, as uh, you have forgiven us. Uh, And we pray all these things in his name. Amen. Amen.